Yo, what's up? You're listening to First Giving Honor to God. I'm Whitney, your host, lover of God, creative, and somebody who never thought they would start a podcast. But here we are, and I'm going to take the time to share the lessons I've learned over the last decade as God has tried to steer me right back here to my creative calling. But I won't be alone. I'm tagging in some friends, colleagues, and folks I've just been rooting for to share the story of faith behind their brands and careers, all to help you bring your own vision to life and honor God through your work. So if God is giving you a vision that's big, nah, huge, this podcast is for you. Fall 2009, my worst academic fear became a reality. No, I didn't fail the class, but I thought I was about to. It was final season, and I'd been up all night studying for a political science or international politics final that I had. I stayed up so long reading and rereading and rewriting notes that I had to make that crucial decision that a lot of college students make. It is better to stay awake than to fall asleep and risk missing the final. So after having been up all night, I headed up to campus from my dorm to Douglas Hall. I walk in through the side door, I hook a right, and I see a girl standing outside of our classroom. She looked confused, but I didn't pay her much attention. I walk up to the door and I pull on it, and despite seeing no one sitting in the seats, I just knew that door was going to open, but it didn't. So I turned around and looked at the girl who looked confused, and I understood why. She and I started talking about the final and confirming that this was, in fact, the date. I think she even pulled out her syllabus, and we were both like, let's just wait. A few minutes go by, and we realize nobody's coming. So we go on a mission around the building. We are peeping in classrooms. We go upstairs back downstairs and up again, hoping we're going to see our classmates or our professor or someone who can help us. But we don't. And we conclude that we have either missed this final or we're too early. And we were hoping it was the latter. We eventually made it to some offices and a lady said that she was going to have the department chair or someone call us and send us on our way. And so she and I both go back to our respective dorms, hoping we would see each other again soon. I get to my room, and of course, I'm freaking out. I think this is the end. I'm going to have to retake this class. It is the worst thing ever. I was really having, like, a breakdown. And, of course, I'm also waiting on a mystery person to call me, which may or may not happen. But they do. My phone rings, and it's the department chair, and he sounds way too happy for me. And I'm like, sir, don't you realize my life is over? <laughs> So we start talking and he says, Miss Hall, I understand you missed your final. And in fact, you did miss it. Um, the final was moved up because your professor had a medical emergency and she sent out an email and it seems that maybe you didn't see it. And so I instantly go into a full speech on why I deserve to take this final, how I'm a model student. I'm always in class, which was, you know, partially true. I really, really needed to take this final. And he said, Ms. Hall, it's okay. I think I have a solution for you. 
And he tells me that he's going to allow me to take the grade that I currently have in the class, which was probably like a high B or a low A, something like that. But I just couldn't understand that he was saying I didn't have to take the final. Like that just didn't compute. And so I again launch into a speech about why I deserve to take this final. And he goes, Miss Hall, it's done. You're done. Like, just be done. It's okay. I'm doing a good thing for you. And finally, it clicked for me. And I'm going, oh, so like I don't have to take the final. Got it. So I said thank you. I hung up and I never talked to that man again. And I wish I could say that that was the last time that something good was happening for me and I missed it. But it's not. As recently as 2021, God has been dealing with me on my inability to see when something good is happening, to see when a season is done and I've done enough, and to even see when I've prayed a prayer and God does it. I struggle there. And so this episode is all about answered prayers, fulfilled promises, seasons coming to an end, and sometimes our inability to perceive it, to get it, to comprehend it. I don't know if you can relate, but I hope that you'll hear my heart and I hope that it'll resonate with you for you to look at your own life and see where maybe God has performed a miracle in your life and maybe you've missed it. So let's jump in to episode five of season two of First Giving Honor to God. Already done. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode five. I'm really excited that we've made it um, to this point in the season. I also want to say happy new year to everyone. We have not talked since the new year started and I hope that your 2022 is off to a great start. Um, I hope that you are well and staying straight safe out in these streets. My year is off to a good start, um, honestly. Um, I started the year very slow, very intentional. I was not trying to do a lot of things, and it's been good. Um, I am excited for this year. God has really been speaking so many things to me. We are preparing to do some incredible and new things with Honor to God. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. Like, I, I really, I think that every year. Like, I'm always just expectant and, and knowing that God is um, going to be God no matter what. Uh, I also want to remind you to join me every other week on my Instagram at Wit and Love for our between the pod little segment that we do on Instagram live. We've been having a good time. Like they've been some good conversations. <laughs> We've had a lot of technical difficulties because Instagram live be wilding out, but it's always a good time. Thank y'all for everyone who um, is always in the comments, keeping me cracking up and uh, engaging in the conversation. Thank y'all so much. So um, if you get some time next week, join us on my Instagram for that. And also want to remind you that we are almost done with the season. Oh my goodness, it's almost a wrap. I think we have two more episodes and I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, good episodes, but also I'm excited for season three, um, which will come out this year. Loud Jesus, but it's going to be a good time. So uh, I won't be away from you for too long before we are ready to jump back in with season three. So those are all the church announcements. I just, I really just feel like I did church announcements. <laughs> But um, let's jump into the episode. So this episode um, is going to be a little 
bit different. I just want to talk today. I uh, I know what I want to talk about, but <laughs> I'm going to kind of just free flow talk. So I apologize if it doesn't feel as um, formulaic as maybe some of the other episodes feel, but I really, um, I just have a word in my heart that I want to share that I hope resonates with you. Um, I struggled a bit with this episode because I knew I wanted to do it this season, but I kept trying to make it like this cookie cutter episode and it wasn't working for me. I was like, I think I just want to speak from my heart. Um, and so here we are, we're going to do that. We're just going to talk today and, um, yeah, hopefully I won't be before you long. All right. Now every year, um, I choose the word of the year. If you've been following me on Instagram ever, or if you know me at all, then you know this. Like I always choose a word of the year. It's something that I do just to kind of help me um, frame my year around kind of a, a certain idea or theme. And really, I feel like the spirit sends me a word every year because those words really manifest throughout the year. Um, and And usually like a few months before the new year, they'll start kind of like revealing themselves to me I'll either see the word everywhere or people will be saying it or I'll just kind of have this like leap in my spirit where I'm like yeah that's the word and this year was no different um around I think September like I got this word pretty early um I started seeing the word fresh like everywhere um I started feeling like that might be my word. I'll put it on like the short list <laughs> for words for 2022. But the more and more um, that I was in prayer and like kind of listening to sermons and, you know, talking to people, it, it kind of solidified like, yeah, fresh is going to be my word for 2022. And as I was talking to God about kind of why that was my word, he, um, reminded me of kind of what he told me at the top of this year that, um, he was preparing me to enter into kind of a new season. And so as I'm praying about, okay, yeah, I get that. Um, but, but why fresh? And he said, you know, this year had some significant milestones for you. This was my technically my 10 year, um, anniversary from graduating from college. This was the seventh year uh, of my higher ed uh, career and it was actually kind of like the ending of it and restarting but anyway it was like the seventh year of my higher ed career it had been five years since um my business ended and there were some other like you know significant dates but this was like a year of a lot of like milestone um years for me and so he um told me the spirit really was telling me like I, I need you to understand like this is truly an end of an era like you're turning a corner and I need you to be ready for the next season and, and kind of like walking in and, and it's going to be a fresh start essentially and I I took that and I did feel that like yeah I do feel like things are kind of coming to to a close like there's some culmination of some things in my life I do I do feel that but I also felt this deep sense of, I don't know, I guess being unaccomplished. Um, I really felt like, God, how are we calling things to an end? How are we saying this is the end of an era um, when it doesn't really feel like I did enough to warrant the era to be over? And God is so gracious and so loving that, you know, he 
he's always like willing to meet you where you are and he's not afraid of your questions he's not afraid of your disappointments or you feeling like things should have gone away that they didn't go and so in me like asking these questions and over you know a few days and weeks he really just began to kind of like bring so many things back to my remembrance and um, deal with me on some hurt and disappointment that I had but the one thing that he really pointed out to me was my struggle to see an answered prayer and to recognize when God had done what he said he would do. And it's true. Uh, I told y'all about that story at the top because it was funny, like literally my worst nightmare ever coming true. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever been to school in any capacity, um, then you know missing a final is like, that's everybody's worst fear is that you will either wake up late, that you will not make it, that something will happen and you will miss a final. And it, it feels as bad as you think that it should feel to miss a final. But the funny part of that story is that when this man, the, the department chair called me and basically gave me the best deal ever saying, hey, you know, we're just going to give you the grade that you currently have in the class, which I think was like, a low A or a high B and and you be done and move on. I'm still trying to argue with this man and convince him that I could come take the final, that I still need to like prove that I studied for the final and I was prepared and I didn't miss it on purpose. And he was like, you're, you're done. Like it's done. He's like, just take the, take the W. Okay. Like take the win. <laughs> and so it's just so funny to me that like, I couldn't even recognize a good thing when it was happening for me. And God, I think, brought that back to my mind because it's just how sometimes I operate. I don't see when something good has happened for me and when a prayer has been answered. I'm sure I prayed a hundred times when I was in school for our final to be canceled, for it to snow, for us not to have to go to the final. Uh, and here I am with the moment of a lifetime and I'm trying to fight to take the final. <laughs> Leave it up to me. But I tell you that story to, to tell you that Clearly, I have and have had um, just an issue with seeing when prayers have been answered for me. And so um, God really started to work on my heart and deal with me. And he started taking me back to a lot of points in time where I missed prayers being answered. Um, and he also showed me um, that I have to be open to prayers being answered in ways that I don't expect. So in kind of having all of these prayers and conversations and like, you know, revelations, God took me back to music. I think a lot of times um, <laughs> we talk on this podcast about my relationship with music and where music has kind of like played its role in my life. And God brought to my remembrance how when I say I quit music in 2016, how honest, how the honest feeling that I was having at that time wasn't really that I wanted to quit it, but it was more so that I felt like it had come to an end. Like something in my spirit just felt like it's time to lay this down in the way that I've been doing it. Like there is, it's a culmination. I didn't really know why at the time. I just, I just knew it. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't understand it, but I just knew it. And the only way I knew to like articulate it was like, I'm going to quit. I quit doing this. I'm not doing it anymore. Like I, it's a wrap for me. Um, 
But God showed me that my spirit knew that it was the end of an era. And I said, okay, Lord, but if it was the end of an era, um, don't you think I would have like, again, accomplished more, like done more with music? Like you even had some words spoken over me regarding music that that hasn't happened. And he was like, it has. And I'm like, okay, Lord, when? <laughs> and so he took me back to my time at Howard and my time in the Howard Gospel Choir. And he started to kind of like lay this thing out for me. The word that was spoken over me multiple times regarding music was that I was going to sing on stages around the world, that there were going to be large stages, and that I was going to sing before great men. Like, I heard people have spoke that word over me a lot of times. And I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. Like, but when did that happen? And he's like, you were in the Howard Gospel Choir. Did you forget that? And I'm like, no, I remember. And... When it clicked for me, I was like, oh my goodness, you, it did happen. So when I was at Howard, I was, I I think I didn't truly grasp the gravity of the experience that I was having. Some days it would hit me and I would be like, oh my goodness, like I'm at Howard. But most of the time I was just being a college student. I mean, I'm like, you know, walking through the halls, trying to get to class, trying to, you know, like a boy, like stuff like that. You know, I'm just like being a regular college student. But the fact that I was there was honestly on a word from God. Like God told me um, to go to Howard. Like He told me this, this was a decision I was making. Um, I got into Howard, like, I got my acceptance letter on Christmas Eve before um, the year, my senior year. So I knew very early that I was going to Howard. Like it was not, it was, it was not a surprise because the Lord had honestly like shown me this is where I was going to be. And so in obedience, I go and I join the Howard Gospel Choir. And this isn't just like, you know, a bunch of friends get together. This is like a true musical aggregation, um, world renowned. It was started over 50 years ago by some incredible founders, which included Richard Smallwood, who wrote Total Praise. Um, while I was in HGC, I was a section leader. I eventually became the president, which I didn't even understand. I didn't understand what that meant until like 2018 when I go to our 50th anniversary and I meet like the lineage of presidents of, you know, HGC past. And I'm like, oh, wow, like these are renowned people. This is incredible. And not only was I like getting to be in leadership in the choir, but I'm traveling around the world. We're going to New York and Chicago and Detroit and Atlanta, and we're going to Denmark and Sweden and Slovakia and Italy and all of these places singing for people like um, Jesse Jackson every single year at the Push Coalition. And we're singing at uh, one of Obama's inaugural balls and for President Obama himself, we are singing for Cirque du Soleil. I got to sing with Lion King, all of these incredible things. And I am a little black girl from Alabama. Like, by all accounts, I should not have even been at Howard. Like, I shouldn't have been. I don't come from a wealthy family. I didn't have any connection to Howard. I didn't know anybody in D.C. at the time. And so my mere presence on campus was a miracle. And it was all because I was obedient to the word of God. And I took 
that word and I stood on it against people telling me I shouldn't go against people telling me I wouldn't make it against people not being supportive. I went and not only did I go, but in going, God was able to fulfill a promise to me and I didn't even see it. I'm standing in the middle of a miracle and I missed it. And I go, Lord, how did I miss this? And he said, because you didn't tell the story. You didn't give the testimony. The word of God says we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony in God loving us and saving us and the things that he does for us. And so because you never told the story, you forgot. You didn't even remember. You didn't even see that I'd done it for you. And and I felt like, wow, I can't, how, what else have I missed in my life? If I miss this glaring, right in your face miracle, Lord, what else have I missed like on the sneak tip that you've done? Um, and, and I tell you this because I, I honestly never talked about it. I came back home and I felt like, I got a few negative words from people about feeling like I thought I was better than people because I went to Howard or blah, blah, blah. And I took that and I, and I felt like, oh, okay, that means I, nobody wants to hear about that time. And so I took that experience of being at Howard and having this incredible experience and like, yeah, I talk about that. I go to Howard and I'm always like bragging about, oh yeah, Howard's amazing, but nobody really knows what it took for me to get there. Nobody knows what it took for me to stay there and afford to be there. They don't know about the miracles, the, the experiences. Like I've never really shared that because I almost felt like nobody wanted to hear it. I felt guilty. Um, and so I never really told the story of what God did but like genuinely it was a promise fulfilled. And I think what I felt coming out of it, the reason that I was like, I think that I can lay music down in the way that it needed to be this, like, I got to see this in my lifetime. It was because my spirit knew like we, we did it. And, and now God can speak a new word to you. Now he can give you fresh vision for music. And I didn't make space for that because I'm still hung up on the last word that I ain't even like open enough to understand that there can be another word. Like, how will you give me another word when you haven't done the one you already promised me? That's exactly like basically what I was saying over and over again. And, even as people were pressuring me and trying to tell me that I needed to be doing this or that or the other with music, I didn't even know how to tell them like, oh no, God's already fulfilled that promise, girl. We on to the next thing. I would just be like, oh, okay, no, I don't want to. No, I'm good. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say because I didn't recognize it. And so I, I, I'm coming into 2022 with God telling me like, all of that was the end of an era. I'm about to do this fresh new thing. And it's causing me to look at my life in such a different way. And I can't tell you how many little small miracles that I've been able to kind of like point out and see and how many answered prayers um, that God has actually already answered and done them in ways that I didn't expect. You know, I think part of the reason that I wasn't able to see the whole HGC thing being the answer prayer is because I thought God was going to put me on stages by myself. I thought I was going to be the one singing before great men. I didn't know it was going to be me and 55 of my closest friends, <laughs> but 
It was, and it was still the promise fulfilled. And so now I'm having to look at my life in such a different way to see where is God performing miracles that I'm discounting, that I'm not seeing, that I'm missing because I'm expecting him to come from the left and he's coming from the right. And so I say all this to you because I want you to also look at your life. I think sometimes we um, we think about finding our purpose, living in our purpose, doing what God says, doing what God says, doing what God says, trying to get the word to come to pass that we can miss it when he actually does it. And we don't open ourselves up to the next season, to the next thing that God wants to do, because we are still living in a season that has gone by. And God is trying to tell us it's the end of an era. It's it's a wrap on that. I have fulfilled my promise. I've done what I said I was going to do. Now let me give you fresh vision. Let me pour new wine. And we are still hung up on what was. And so my, my honest encouragement to you at the top of this year, um, while it's still fresh, while it's still new, um, is to really take a look at your life and to take a look at the words that God has spoken over you or had spoken over you, the promises that he's made to you and really evaluate, like, has he come through and maybe you missed it? And is he trying to usher in a new season for you is this truly the end of an era and he's ready to give you something fresh and are you holding it back because you feel like you're unaccomplished in this era so how can it end so I'm walking into 2022 with um just a deep appreciation for the love of God, for um, the promises of God. I'm thankful for his patience with me, um, that it took me uh, 15 years to see (laughs) that he had to done a thing, but I'm grateful that he will walk it out and that when I, that the revelation comes when it needs to come and that right now it's the perfect time. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. Um, But I do want to encourage you to also look at your own life and see the places where God is moving and has moved. Um, You know, I think about that scripture that um, says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Um, Will you not perceive it? I think I've talked about that on the podcast before, but I think that is really the crux of our relationship with God. Like he is moving. Will we perceive it? Will we see it? Will we know it? And that's my prayer for us for this year is that in 2022, it's not if or will or can God move. It's having a knowing that God is moving and then asking him to help us see it. Like, Lord, let me see what you are doing. And then God, when I see it, let me act accordingly. Let me move accordingly. Let me go accordingly. Let me stay and be accordingly because I know that you're doing something, but I want to know what you're doing and I want to be an active and willing participant. That's my prayer for us all in this new year. And um, I believe if we go in with the expectation of knowing that God is moving um, and asking for our eyes to be open, that just like he always, always always answers prayers he will answer that one as well um but be open to the way that he may do that 
Thank you all so much for listening to me talk and ramble and go on (laughs) for the last 30 minutes. Um, But I just kind of wanted to share my heart and where I am at the top of this year. I do think this is going to be a beautiful one. I think it is um, a refresh for some. It is a start over for some. It is a um, beautiful new beginning for others. And I'm excited to hear what God's doing for you. I love you all. Talk soon. Peace. That's our show. Thanks for stopping through for First Giving Honor to God. This episode was produced by Whitney Hall. Our editor is Brandon Hall. And our music is by Vodavaz Productions. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on socials at Honor to God Pod. And visit our website, honortogod.com, where you can grab the show notes and grab some really dope merch. Also, head over to iTunes and subscribe to our show. You do not want to miss an episode. And while you're there, if you love us, leave a rating so we can continue to bring you dope episodes. Again, thanks for listening. We'll talk in two weeks.